Hurtling its way to damnation amidst the fear and despair of a broken human race who's left to fight for what's good and pure, besides the Edmonton Oilers. It's Handkerchief Dynasty, brought to you as always by Swanson Fine Frozen Meats. I am, as always, your senior professor, joined by my good friend and uh, an all around fantastic uh, sacred chaperone. Are you still doing the sacred, sacred chaperone service, High Priest of Oilers Magic? Yeah. Okay, if you need a sacred chaperone, uh, you can contact him at High Priest Oil um, for all of your chaperoning needs. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm real good at it. Real good at it. I'm going to change microphones. So uh, it, it was the night It was the night before Christmas feeling a little bit right now, you know? Watch yeah. the games tonight. It's starting to feel real, you know, like... Mm -hmm. You know, like each your relationship with each NHL regular season is like a real relationship in that it only starts to feel real at a certain point. You know, you're like at that point with the regular season where you're like, okay, well, like it seems like, okay, well, like this is real. It's real yeah. to here. Is this yeah, yeah. the NHL regular season actually starting, or are we caught in some kind of Kafkaesque circle of hell where it's nonstop preseason games against like all all the Vancouver Canucks AHL players? No, yeah, yeah, no, we totally, uh, We've had the talk, you know what I mean? We've had the talk with the regular season and been like, so are we... Uh, like, you still have Tinder on your phone? NHL 2022-23 regular season? Or are we yeah. going to do, do this thing? Um, so much to talk about. We haven't been on in a while. I mean, I wanted to... I think we should start off uh, in honor of uh, our good friend and compatriot, Dmitry Samarukov. And mm. wish him a fond farewell and all all the best of luck. I mean, St. Louis waved this guy. We waved Dimitri. They both cleared, so it was just like, well, maybe like this, maybe this organization needs a left-handed defenseman, and uh, maybe the Oilers need like a bubble winger. Yeah, I think the Oilers are pretty deep um, defensively, like in the old pipeline. So, um, you know, Dimitri will probably get more of a fair shake to play and make something of his life in St. Yeah. Louis. You know, what's interesting is that game he played for us, the, the famed game, you know who that was against, right? Was it against the Blues? It was against the St. Louis oh, Blues. Oh, yeah, 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 you're totally right. That's like a plucky, a plucky move on their part. I was like, oh, that guy? Yeah, let's, let's trade for that guy. I honestly think, you know, that was a great a little, game. Little, it, was, it was a hell of a game. A little more seasoning. I, I could definitely see him still becoming a player in a few years. And oh, we, could, yeah. we could rue the day. We could easily rue this nah, day. I don't think we'll rue the day. But no? I think he could become – no, I don't think – I mean, he could be like maybe like – like, yeah, I don't know, second pairing. But he's not going to be a first pairing guy. Yeah. So whatever. It's fine. Can't have, the, can't have everything. 
I like the look of Clem. I like a name like Clem. It's a hell of a name. Isn't his name Kim? No, it's Clem. Oh, Clem. I thought Clem. it was Kim. Yeah. I, I have a feeling Clem. that if I if I had a friend named Clem growing up, everything would have been different a little bit. Clem. Sounds like a Looney Tunes alien. Is it spelled like K-L-I-M? Yeah. Yeah. Also, shockingly, he's a huge Gustav Klimt guy. Like, huge. But he fucking hates the kiss. He's, like, yeah. so pissed off seeing the kiss in, like, every dorm room, yeah, yeah. like, in the world. And he's just like, fuck, man. It's, like, the same way the internet never... ruined Marcus Aurelius. The kiss yeah, never... ruined Klimt, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, things just get ruined like that. I've never understood the uh, popularity of, I mean, I, it's a great painting, but the way people like just fucking lose their minds over that painting. They treat it like a, like, a, like a Byzantine holy relic or something. I mean, it's you, weird. Could, you could, you could show that painting to someone who has like uh, never, you know, like cared about art ever. And they'll just like, uh, they've never seen anything like it they'll just like fall to pieces they'll they'll go to their knees before it and just like proclaim it <laughs> like like everybody everybody really like really gets the kiss you know what i mean it's really weird i think it's something about the like body language of like the pose yeah know? yeah i mean for sure but there's like something that's slightly sadomasochistic about it that i think draws the eye as well as like speaks to people's kind of yeah. sub subterranean subconscious unrealized desires you know i don't think it i don't think it's a top 10 for me it's not a top 10 he's got lots of great work that's yeah that's, this, this is what klim costin is always saying he's actually mm -hmm. has like a whole discord devoted to it he's really engaged i mean it's the weird because he has a very similar name to klimt does he have a bbc maestro series on klimt i can't say anything I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to say anything about it right now he might he might have a bbc maestro series um i am sad that we won't get to continue the uh Samurakov goal song is prokoviev's uh, march of the clash of the titans yeah it's to probably, be honest it's a little for the best it's i think it is for the best because when we started that joke or when i started that joke i'll own it i'll own up to it yeah. it was much funnier before russia engaged oh, yeah. in this like massive war of like aggression yeah. like when that was just like a joke like oh it's the kind of thing that would happen in like a james bond movie and then all of yeah. a sudden it's like oh largest military conflagration in europe since world war ii plus yeah. we got like a super far right government in italy people like the what i say about the government in italy just we'll touch on politics briefly here yeah that's right we're talking about politics on the hockey podcast folks we'll get to the Oilers. like italy changes government so often like we'll see new episodes of the mandalorian like in, and like by the time by the time there's new episodes of the mandalorian there'll be a new government in italy it'll be yeah. like it'll be fine probably yeah it will be fine also like italy are you kidding me not concerned hey. <laughs> you know not, what i mean not exactly a military juggernaut at this point in history no yeah um yeah, I'm pretty excited though. Like honestly, I'm looking at the regular season starting tomorrow, and and I, there's uh, there's like an ebullience of of like feelings. There's like this overflowing of like a feeling like it's almost as though you went outside and like the hillside was just you found out it was made of hard candy under like mm -hmm. a, a thin layer of of edible moss, mm -hmm. and then you're just like, man, this is like more hard candy than like anyone could ever eat. I, mm -hmm. I just like you could, you could we could start powering our cars on it. 
There's like right. literally potentially knock on wood so much joy in store for us in the near future cheering for this team. And I, and I look at the top nine we have right now, the, the quote unquote top nine. And I look back on all the top nines of yesteryear, you know, like mm-hmm. I've, I have a feeling it's time. It's time. Let's go back and look at the other top nines okay. of, of Oilers history. Okay. Um, let's start in the Joffrey Lupula era. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, who's our top, our top nine is basically like, Super stacked right now. We got Nuge, Fogues, yeah, um, and McLeod in the third pairing potentially. Although McLeod and Yams are still game time decisions. Um, I don't think Yams is going to play. Yeah, yeah. In which case, you know, if they're if if one of them isn't ready, we have to play shorthand in the first game. We're going to have eleven forwards because of the salary salary cap. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Man, this is a throwback. Okay, Ryan Smith, Peter Sikora, Alice Hemsky. Alish. Peter 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 Sakura. Peter Sakura was our second was was tied for for our lead in points with 53 that year it was a three-way tie. Peter Sakura delicious sounding name so close but so far away from the word pakora. So close to the word pakora which is one of the most delicious foods. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, rounding it out we got Horks, we got Stoll, we got Torres. We got Lupul. How many is that? That's eight and then Pisani. But like that's that's like the that's like the you know, uh, post post uh, Stanley Cup run, so it's kind of got that feel. You know, mm. I don't know if we go through every year. I'm gonna tell you one thing: like we're gonna have like the year where like Sam Gagne with like pens on the top line. Plus, plus the, the the point is like you can't even really say we had a top nine up until really, really recently. Like I think we only legitimately had a top nine like last year or the year before, really. And then maybe that one year we we made the run in 2018. It was like we had, we would have, okay, here's a few guys that are definitely supposed to be in the top six. So here's a bunch of guys we're going to try in the top six along those guys. Yeah. And here's a bunch of other guys we're just going to try, even though they wouldn't even be on the fourth line of like another team or like in the league on another team. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of like uh, chemistry experiments were going on. It was mainly like a chemistry experiment. But like chemistry experiments gone horribly wrong, like in like the the, the darkest times of like Stalinist yeah. Russia, where like the chemistry had to adhere to like strict Marxist principles. And they're like, well, how do you demonstrate the dialectical nature of chemistry? And they're like, it's chemistry. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's Marxist chemistry. And then meanwhile, fucking tens of billions of peasants just fucking die of famine because they're like yeah. trying to like mix these guys into the third and fourth line. And like, it's like, guys, these guys can't play on the third and fourth lines. Like they can't play anywhere. Got to get get yeah. rid of them. We just we've had such a dearth of guys. It's like the exact opposite problem every dating app has ever had when it launched. You know, because like every dating app launches, and literally ninety eight percent of the signups are for men, just like like fucking like eels trying to like bustle their bustle their way around a corner or something. Like it's just like a big a big glom, big glom of like male humanity. Yeah. And we just had a dearth. Like it's yeah. just like such a dearth. I really love the. I really hope we hold on to Fogel, but I I worry about Fogel and Pulleyarvi and just in general the kind <sighs> of need for the Eye of Sauron to turn the the fans' Eye of Sauron to turn oh, on someone. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like yes. now now that now that a lot of our premier whipping boys are out of town. I mean, first of all, Darnell Nurse could win five Stanley Cups, bring the Stanley Cup to your house every time. And like party yeah. with you all night in your basement while you drink like the most delicious champagne from the Stanley Cup itself. And that motherfucker might still turn to him and be like, Yeah, I don't like your contract still though, man. Like, fuck. It's like, dude, get over the contract. 
okay you don't like yeah. the market go live in russia or go live somewhere that doesn't have a free market okay we're we yeah. supposedly believe in these market forces okay yeah that's what darnell nurse darnell nurse made on the market signing him to that was a billion times better than letting him walk just let it oh, go yeah. just let it go let it go like you let go how your spouse makes more money than you you know just yeah. let it go yeah. let it go man it's all good it's all good we're putting bread on the table yeah i mean i sort of get the sense that the the media is sort of clinging on to the whole whipping boy um angle more than the fan base is i think the fan base right now anyway the whipping boy angle seems still to be occupied by whipping boys that are no longer uh, on the team the whipping post is uh, occupied by people that have left it i mean i'd rather that though i think that's actually healthier which is why i'm going to continue to criticize no i'm going to continue to criticize miko koskinen for the rest of the for this regular season as well i'm actually working on a spec script i'm working on a spec spec script i was hoping you could help me workshop it it's about uh, a former nhl goaltender named miko koskinen but with an e with an e not an i with an e and he's settling down to life playing for a swiss hockey team when he's uh, suddenly falsely accused of murder Oh, that sounds good. He's got to clear his name. It's called it's called What Miko Did. Oh, it's you know, I have to work on the title. No, the title's the whole the title's everything. I'll die on I'll die oh, on okay. the title. Okay. All right. Yeah, Miko. Yeah. Let's try this. This is a good time to try this. One of the issues, and we haven't really addressed it, is we've talked about goal songs. We've talked about like songs for when a goal is allowed. Yeah, um, we've talked about a lot of different songs, songs for individual players. One song we haven't zeroed in on before is the hype song. So the song they play for twenty seconds right before the puck drops. Oh I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. I feel like we're mixing that song. Mm-hmm. So I've been like searching high and low, and they have the kind of, the one they kind of use right now kind of has this thing, the sound design where there's like horns and like alarms. You know, it's like beep, beep. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking like this could work here. You know, I'm a fan. Um, a little bit of Devo. Tell, tell me yeah. what you think of this. I think hopefully you can still hear this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's really I, think it's, good. I think it would be pretty good. It might be a little too mellow. Um, um, I mean, maybe, but it's like Devo. I think people would get a kick out of the fact that it's Devo. Yeah, even, if they so even if they didn't know immediately once they found out they would get on board yeah i mean if it was up to me i'd go for uh, big eye by p model <laughs> but i don't think i don't think we're ready i don't think oily's fandom is ready my my big my number one choice right now yeah um, is the music from uh, the uh, Best of Both Worlds Star Trek episode cliffhanger? So just imagine, just imagine this. We're just imagine this. We got players on the ice. They're circling around. The lights are yeah, going. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, we're all just like wow. Yeah, it's like yeah, this yeah. is this is what we hear in the five seconds right before puck drop. Okay. Okay. I think that because <laughs> like the like fear and trepidation in the other team 
would just yeah. be like fully heightened you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's very good. I think yeah. that's what I think that's what we're gonna go with. Okay, let's update the memo. Let's get that one out right away. Um, you know, I also feel like I mean we're gonna talk about some of the the more the darker shit shortly, but I also feel like my enjoyment of the regular season really started the day that I read they released you know who from his PTO. I was like, okay, now I can start enjoying the season. Thank, thanks, fuckers. Yeah. And then this other shit comes out. <laughs> Head athletic trainer of the farm team involved in some kind of fucking catch a predator type scenario like should they maybe that should be like a, like across the world hockey wide sports wide maybe they should just integrate catch a predator scenarios into the interview fucking process to weed these people out because it's like so fucked man we haven't even talked yeah, about hockey it's, canada it's pretty fucked hockey is like uh, a total mess yeah. a total mess no it's a disaster it might... it's like it's like world calm yeah so I don't know. Um, We've reached like en- Enron level like issues, yeah. I would say. I'm not sure like how, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin with it. I mean, I know where to begin with it. You it's, have to, it's you have really to, shitty. Like hockey, hockey Canada, I mean, unfortunately heads have to roll and it isn't necessarily the case that like these people are to like fully the only ones responsible or to blame. But like at a certain point, an institution loses all credibility, like the Byzantine Empire. It's like at a certain point, you're like, you know what? These Ottomans are making some really good pitches. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Latin kingdoms. You know, they're doing really interesting work in Bulgaria right now. Maybe, maybe you should all be fired and maybe Hockey Canada ceases to exist in its current form. Because I'll be honest, like at this point, the two words Hockey Canada, which never meant it before, mean like, you know, shamefully covering up sexual assault basically at this point like their brand is so toxic they have to change the name yeah for sure i think if you wear a team canada jersey out in public these days you're more or less like dog whistling sex assault you know what i mean man oh man like you're basically wearing like a sex assault jersey well i mean to be honest also it's probably such a fucking gravy train anyways like it's it's honestly i'm sure i'd be shocked if it wasn't if there wasn't just general corruption and malfeasance oh and, and, gra- and graft in an organization like that in hockey Canada, it's probably like, you know, fucking like public transit corporations and stuff. It's like, oh, dude, the like sl- they need the, us. They need us. The, There's never, we, the, we're going to be made. The slush fund from parents' registration fees, like you can only imagine how corrupt it is, right? Oh my like, God. Insanely corrupt. Registration fees. Like parents' registration fees yeah. are paying for like uh, defense teams to get sex offenders off the hook. That's like it's crazy. It's one of the craziest like national stories in recent memory for sure. For I sure. mean, we, we've had some doozies though. Don't get me wrong. Um, certainly in hockey, it's like one of the most like kind of like earth shaking, earth shattering things that's been going on lately and like yeah, everyone's people are saying oh f- fire bob nicholson i mean a lot of people are saying hey rashad why aren't you asking bob nicholson the tough questions it's like dude bob nicholson like isn't around to ask questions it's not like he like goes in the locker room and he's like hey i'm here to answer questions i'm bob nicholson yeah but like it does not reflect well no it's really bad and i mean he's not the you know there's other yeah it's just i don't know it's one of those things where it's institutional rot, right? So like whether 
like whether you could really probably like blame one individual that easily i'm sure like most of the people there who were involved in any of this shit were just like got handed it to by the people before and then they handed it on to the people after that and it was like hey we gotta this is how the sausage is made if you can't have am- you can't have amateur hockey in canada and bring uh let kids hockey dreams come true and build strong bonds and communities uh without covering up a few uh group rapes you know like what uh hey hey yeah it's pretty messed up like it uh does not jive does not jive at all i wonder what's gonna well, happen what? honestly like i think there's gonna be because i know there was like the head what's his name scott steve scott scott smith i think yeah it's not steve smith no it's not steve yeah smith. i think they're like and bauer they got, they got rid of him bauer is no longer supplying them with hockey skates and gloves and Tim Hortons canceled their sponsorship. I mean, once Tim Hortons is out, I mean, they they basically sell donuts mixed with like sawdust. Like they have no ethics at all. Yeah. And when I they mean, pull out, the only thing more yeah. laughable was the Rogers We Care commercials. Did you catch those during the preseason? It was like, we're committed to you being able to call 911 if you have to. It's like, motherfucker, if you were committed to me being able to call 911 when I had to, 911 service wouldn't have been gone for like days on end for like a massive swath of the population because you don't know how to fucking build redundancy in your fucking system. Like your telecommunications company, for fuck's sakes. Like Rogers is such a joke. I am, anyways, I guess I'm just doing like free mind association with like various Canadian corrupt things that I hate. Hockey Mm. Canada's fucked though. They need to, these institutions need to be either torn down or like, torn down and replaced with like something that has just a much yeah. more radical appreciation for their the responsibility that's in their hands you know and actual like approaches to dealing with this kind of shit yeah well hockey canada will need to come back with a brand new it'll have to be a totally new thing mm. what that will be like i have no idea but it's going to be something like completely new and i mean like from the ground up like from like optically in every possible way it cannot be the same. Like, um, like I was saying, like if you're wearing like a Team Canada jersey, yeah, like those will not be the same. The next time, or they better not be. They honestly, the next time we see Canada participating in a world tournament, it better look completely, like, completely different. Like, not not even like start there, but like that. That's the level of of change like it's going to be drastic yeah it has to be because this is a huge deal like it's like a massive um like disgrace and shame and they should not want to associate themselves in any way with uh with what hockey canada was found out to be yeah which is which is crazy like that's a complete overhaul because um that brand is like um i would it, it's not an obviously not an integral part of our like national identity but it's something you know what it's, i mean it's contiguous with our an integral part of yeah, our national yeah. identity which is hockey you know yeah. and it's hockey canada it's the the two words together yeah, yeah. are the name of the organization right so yeah. it's a real shame because it's a great name for an organization but it's been fucking yeah, it's ruined okay. And I think I think a big part of it comes down to just like a generational bias. Like, I think I think they should get a, all new people, and I don't think any of them should be like over the age of like forty five. 
Yeah, you know? I completely agree. Like, completely and, and agree. it's not just it's not just attitudes changing, but just a willingness to see the fucking problem and attack it head on and deal yeah. with it instead of wanting to shy away from it. Like you're from some kind of fucking Bostonian upper class woman from yeah. like you know the 1800s. Oh, why would? Oh, there's so many more pleasant things to think about. Why would we ever? Oh, uh, eh, fuck you. You fucking took yeah. fees from like some parents who might have sacrificed to pay their fucking hockey Canada fees, and then they're using, oh. you're using that money to pay. Like, what is this? Like, like what is going it's on? Ins- like, fuck crazy. you, you monsters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's messed up. I completely agree. There should be, and I would say there should be like almost a moratorium where once you hit a certain age, like what's that movie with uh, Omega Man? Logan's Run. Like once you hit like 35, you're no longer able to be working in hockey on a um, like a uh, institutional level because I think that hockey just fundamentally is uh, there's a lot of problems there. And I think those mm. problems are exacerbated by having old people involved in the higher offices of it, you know? Mm. It's just, it's such a rich sport. And for as much as hockey likes to, you know, make claims that it's inclusive, it, 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 it isn't for a lot of reasons. Mm, mm. For financial reasons, just for uh, socioeconomic reasons and i think those things become problematic when there's old people no offense old people but a little bit of offense when there's old people at the top like pulling the strings Mm. so i think that uh, my idea would be yeah like nobody passed like once if you're in hockey canada once you hit like 40 Mm. like put to death put to death put to death yeah that's the natural extension. I mean, that's the that's the policy I was trying to advocate for without saying it directly. So I appreciate you finishing the thought. Mm, yeah. I mean, also, I don't know. Obviously, we probably also need to be telling kids about consent a little bit more, too. I think part of the problem is when you're in a position where you're revered and admired and you're in the spotlight and whatnot, like, apparently, that's the most fucked up thing. I don't even want to think about it, but apparently there's this, like, group sex culture in in hockey. And, like, you know... Group sex, great. If that's if that's what floats your boat, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But you, people have to be fucking consenting, motherfuckers. Like, what the fuck? Like, just yeah. because you're Tiger Woods or like a top tier like hockey player playing in Canada when you're 17, doesn't mean that like the laws of human dignity and like justice and like what it means to be a good person don't apply. You know? Yeah, but seemingly they don't, and I think that's something that hockey culture is kind of. Uh... And when I say hockey sports culture, culture too, in general, I mean, too, but yeah, I mean hockey Canada, but I think mm. hockey in Canada is different than you know, not without wanting to get too deep into it because we've talked about it before. But I think mm. the relationship Canada has with hockey is completely unlike uh, any other sport and nation identity that exists. Well, you know what it makes like me think anywhere of? Anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know what it makes me think of is this like Roger Ebert quote I read about where he was like, he, how, how he couldn't stand talking to like super fans of anything because he said they were like their identity was so tied up in being a fan of that one thing. And if they if they knew everything about that one thing, you know, they knew every Star Wars reference, they were safe and they wouldn't have to like 
like risk anything or like go out, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying it's the exact same thing vis-a-vis Canada and hockey, international identity and whatnot. But like if you took hockey away, just imagine like one day someone snaps their fingers, hockey yeah. doesn't exist, like a Twilight Zone episode. What would yeah, Canada yeah. look like? Yeah, 100%. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a problem. It is a problem. It's not ideal. Um, on a lighter note, I did want to ask you, I posted this to Twitter, wanted to get your take on it. Um, you know, I was watching the Golden Knights LA game. Yeah. First off, who the, nobody likes the shiny helmets. Can we just all, can we just like move them. past this collective insanity? Fuck you. Fuck you. I like them. You go to hell. You shut up. You shut up. They look um, great. I wanted to ask you, like, is is Phil Kessel weird in the same way as like a 37-year-old man celebrating his birthday at Chuck E. Cheese is weird? Yeah. That was a something good just, point you made. Something off about it, you know? It feels weird. It's like, but like, why? Why did he choose them? Hey, have you noticed that there's no more advertising on the boards at hockey games? So if you go to a hockey game, I believe the boards are all white and the and advertising. Maybe that's not true, actually. But the advertising when you're watching the game is it's digital. It's all yeah, it's, digital. It's hardly noticeable. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah, it's really strange. So let's talk about um, like where you think the Oilers. Let's have some 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 predictions for this team. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they got win the Stanley Cup? I'm pretty sure they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm going to knock on wood and say I think they could. Elliot Friedman said uh, I think earlier today that they were his pick to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, to yeah. be honest, it's still for me. Uh, I'm looking at the same formula as last year. I don't really, I'm not really completely scared of any team except Colorado. Exact same Man. as last year, basically. But, you know, Colorado's if, not hungry anymore, though. That's the thing. They've, they've won it. Now they, they had all that bread, man. Yeah, they wouldn't, they'd still be hungry if they didn't fill up on all that bread. Yeah. Connie and Dry are hungry now. Like they've got, yeah. They, They're fully they keto. Went, They're hungry all they the time. Went to the, they went to the buffet and were able to have two passes and then they were kicked out. Yeah. Like that's not enough. That's not enough. Like, do you think the sweep uh, v Colorado will be likened to another uh, certain famous sweep early on in uh, Oilers history? Yeah, that was a prelude to something yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it could be. I mean, yeah. I think I think they're they're gonna they're gonna come out like guns blazing. You know, we got Kane all year. We got Woodcroft all year. I think the Woodcroft all year factor is is has been under uh, emphasized. I mean, people have talked about it, but. Just like the environment that he the the environment uh, that he kind of uh, set, sets up, yeah, and the attitude he brings and the mess the like the tone of his messages, ah, he's a hell of a coach, man. I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a hell of a coach for this team for a while. Like as much as we've as much as we've been yearning for a really great top nine all these years, and we now finally have it. I feel like we've also been yearning for that coach where we could say thanks, coach, thanks, coach. Yeah. Jay Woodcroft I mean, is that coach. He seems like the guy for a little bit. I mean, it would be really ugly and fun if everyone turned on Jay, but I don't think it's going to happen. I've been trying to imagine what that would look like, and it's a little hard. It's 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 kind of hard to imagine, but also not that hard at all to imagine, you know? It's no, a, it's I mean, a familiar like, scenario. <laughs> I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Like, there'll probably be a stretch. Like, we'll hear it. Like, this season, there'll be a stretch probably where maybe there won't be i don't know but if there's not it would be atypical or is that atypical or is that is atypical but it's different not than the typical norm. yeah 
Okay, so if it didn't happen, it would be atypical. Because yeah. typically in an Oilers season, there's a stretch where people start like coming for the couch. <laughs> so sure. it's like a seasonal thing. It's like right yeah, after yeah. the pumpkin spice latte like leaves, people are pissed off because they can't have their pumpkin yeah. spice. And they're yes. like, fire the coach. <laughs> I mean, so, like it could happen, but he definitely seems like the guy. Like there's not, there doesn't seem to be as much ammunition in the stores for Jay Woodcroft as there has been like for other coaches and other coaches going back like like a lot of years, right? Mm, like totally. since like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like um maybe Ron Lowe. Like mm-hmm. that was in the nineties, like he kind of uh had a really good run and people seemed to be happy with him and that whole thing kind of collapsed uh outside of his influence mm. like he wasn't the linchpin that was uh causing it it was just like time mm. time for the oilers to fade once again but um since then yeah every other coach like uh everyone is turned on the coach at some point mm. so it's hard to picture it happening happening with jay which is great one less thing right i mean he's got the best team out of like any coach like ever oh my gosh you know so yeah. it's just like <laughs> Like it kind of just has to like if he shows up, if he shows up and he's wearing pants, yeah, he's got a good chance. It's like like most employees showing up is half the battle for him right now. Unlike yeah, most employees, they don't have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle plus you know total Iman Kane, etc. pulling like, I, I don't have an event. Team the Oilers have. Do you, do you have an Evander Kane at work? I don't. No. The team the Oilers have is out of control. I think it's one of the you know, maybe since like the mid '90s Red Wings, like it's that type of team where it's just like, holy smokes, this team is ridiculously stacked. Yeah, like yeah. you, it's it's easy to picture them. You know, winning well over fifty games mm-hmm. just because of who they have, and it's easy yeah. to picture like a lot of crazy things happening. Like, like I think Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I, like, I really don't think they've peaked yet. Like, this might be – they're coming to the peak, mm-hmm. but they're still not there. Like, I honestly think that, like, it's not outside of the realm of possibility to see one of those guys, like, get 170 points in a season. You know? Like, it's really not. Like, yeah, it's – I don't think it's, Let, like – Let's go to 150 first. But I think 150 I can I can hold in my head a little bit easier. But yeah. Well, how many points did how many points did McDavid? How many points? He's had over year? he's had over 120 in his career, right? Like, what was the point total last year from McDavid? You're cutting out a little bit. Sorry, just one sec. Oh no, I guess yeah, he had 123 last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, like the, the team. I totally agree, and I think the team is so good. Like, almost as like a almost as like a public service announcement for like the opposing teams and like the the people who live in those cities. When the Oilers come to town, they should just plaster the town for like a week beforehand with like giant like like monster movie style posters, where like the Oilers are like on the monster movie poster, like terrorizing the town and like yeah. scaring everyone away and destroying everything. Because like that's what it's gonna feel like for these people when the Oilers come to town, it'll be like, seriously, we're supposed to play these guys. I mean, I'm knocking on wood because like, you know, bold priest, like 
like preseason predictions and whatnot. And of course, as an Oilers fan, you're always terrified of of experiencing any real joy, lest yeah. it be snatched away from your you know uh, clawing clutches. But I really feel like it's kind of it's just fucking insane. Like the 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 forwards that we're icing, and you know the fact that we short up the goaltending. The fact that I think our our defense is like still maybe taking a little bit of form, but I think is still light years ahead of a lot of other teams out there. I think there's yeah. even even though so there's maybe a question mark or two there. I think there's a boatload of teams that would trade their defensive lineup for ours right now. I still don't think it's that much of a weakness, so it's hard not to be excited. Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, our intro today will be uh, from P Model. The name of that song is Stone Age. With an exclamation point. I like an exclamation point at the end of my song titles. Uh, where's, P, where's P model from? They're Japan. Apparently they're one of the big, they're quote unquote big three like classic techno bands from Japan. And Such I'm like, great, great name for a band. It's taking me a long time to like deal with like how much I like them. I've been listening to them a lot. Hmm. Um, and then the outro will be a classic from the Scarface soundtrack, Push It to the Limit oh, by nice. Giorgio Moradair featuring nice. Paul Engman on vocals. One of my favorite pump-up songs of all time. Of yeah. all time. That's a good one. Um, any final words for uh, The Flock, for The Freeman, for The Chosen? Uh, no, no final thoughts. Let's, no worries. Uh, okay, I'm glad you're not worried about that. I'm not worried about it at all. We've got lots of final thoughts in the bank right now. Um, I've got a whole, I've got jars of them in the closet just waiting to pop, just waiting to Let's... pop. Let's let's do it again sometime after uh, the Vancouver Canucks game. Sounds good, man. Okay, enjoy the game tomorrow.